Welcome to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. Thank you so much for joining us this weekend. I'm Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander. Bill, how are you doing today? Jason, doing fine. I hope you are. I'm doing great, Bill. I'm always excited yeah. to do the show with you. Well, you're you're very kind. Of course, this is uh, to to me one of the nicest times of the year. Um, you know, this this is the time. Springtime in North Carolina is the time we uh, all of us look forward to because it's not too hot, not too cold. It's just right. <laughs> and. Uh, you know, it's the time that we finally uh, can put on shorts and and get outside and, and enjoy being outdoors and and the like. And so, whether you whether you want to traipse up to the mountains or, or go to the coast, um, yeah, you know this this is the wonderful time of year. And it's uh, to me. There's nothing better than than the spring and, and falls uh, in North Carolina. We we have pretty pretty, and one of the nicest things about North Carolina, really, when you compare it to lots of other places, is the fact that our, our spring times are pretty long, and the same is true for our autumns. You know, we have a very short winter. I mean, where where we really have cold weather. Uh, and we need a little bit of that to kill the bugs, but um, you know, long spring, long fall, and and to some degree a long summer as well. So you know, that's pretty sweet. <laughs> it is very nice, and yep. we're so lucky to be in such a beautiful mm-hmm. state. Well, Bill, let's get down to business here. Where but, should we start today? Well, uh, he, he, this um, what I wanted to do was to talk about. Uh, situations for planning uh, and to and what are the options and what are the best ways to accomplish our goals in life uh, and for ourselves and for our family I mean that's what planning is all about uh, and sometimes we get uh, we talk too much into the weeds uh, but there's some basic things that I think all of us should be thinking about in terms of how how to best accomplish this. And sometimes it's the easy way, and sometimes it, it's not. And it and it um, you know it comes back to the old legal adage of it depends. But the fact is is that there um, are uh, different ways of skinning the cat. And so it's, it's um, uh, what accomplishes what you are actually trying to accomplish for yourself, your spouse, um, and, and your family. So, uh, for, you know, so, so let's start with some of the basics, if you will, because um, uh, the, the, the folks I know uh, who do planning, uh, basic goals include, uh, and, and, you know, obviously, uh, whatever goals are, there's subsets of those goals for, for everyone. But when we get to the basics, it's, okay, I want to stay in control and that means make my own decisions, make my own investments, spend my own money, 
take care of myself. Uh, I want to stay in control uh, for my entire lifetime. I don't want to give it up. <laughs> okay, who does? Uh, but if for some reason something intervenes, and of course, always unintentional, but if it intervenes, then to stay in control as long as possible. And so one question is, okay, let's say we have some issues. Is there a way that we can extend how we can stay in control? And the, the answer is yes. I mean, no, no question about it. So uh, now, there, um, one thing that, that is really, really important for all of us, no matter what age we are, but as we get older, you know, we tend to recognize, uh, unlike young people, that we are actually mortal. <laughs> and, and we also find that as we get older, uh, our bodies just don't work quite as well as they used to. Uh, things hurt where they didn't hurt before. Uh, things don't work quite as well as they used to work. Uh, you know, those kinds of things. And I won't go into detail, but you know what I mean. So <laughs> anyway, um, the fact is, is that if we need assistance, then how do we get the assistance? But we also, uh, to some degree, stay in control where our wishes uh, are uh, maintained. And so, um, okay, so how do you do that? Well, there, there are several different possibilities. And so that's what we need to talk about. And again, it comes back to what are your overall goals and what's your family situation like? So, but some of the tools that we can use is we can use a trust and most of the time when we're talking about a trust for the great majority of people, we're talking about a revocable trust. And a revocable trust is a contract, it's an agreement that in essence we make with ourselves. And of course, if we're married, oftentimes we'll do a joint revocable trust with both the husband and wife creating the trust together uh, for their mutual benefit. Uh, and there are lots of different ways that the trust can work when you create it. But in essence, you name yourself, and if you're married, you and your spouse together, as co-trustees to manage your trust. And we've talked about this. I mean, there's lots of things about a trust, but I want to come back to it. But it's where you're transferring your property to yourself to hold your property as a fiduciary under the terms of the agreement that you've created. And of course, you're the primary beneficiary of that trust. So there's a lot of things you can do with a trust to stay in control and to maintain that control through your lifetime, even if you get sick and, and your body degrades and all that good stuff. Now, you can also use uh, what is called a general durable power of attorney. Uh, very important document for people to have. And for me, particularly for my senior clients, I 
if if I have a family that have uh, good people, trusting relationships with the spouse and with the children, hopefully, then I'm going to recommend what's called, what we call an advanced general durable power of attorney. Um, and and the difference between an advanced power and one that's n- typical is the fact that an advanced power gives much more authority to your agent to do stuff, okay, whatever it is, sign your name to things when you can't do it for yourself. And why do I want more authority in the agent? It's because I do a lot of asset protection planning for families, and if I have an inadequate power of attorney, it forces me to go to court to get a judge's permission to do what a family would want done. And the, and the fact is, is that most powers of attorney created for people by attorneys and, you know, through books and online and things like that are not adequate to do asset protection planning. So you need an enhanced power of attorney or an advanced general durable power of attorney to do that. But there's one limitation with power of attorney that that people don't realize. And okay, so you're giving the authority to a trusted person, but you're not giving them any instructions with it. Now, an agent under a power of attorney is a fiduciary, just like a trustee is. Uh, And rule number one for fiduciaries in North Carolina is to act in accordance with what you know the principal would do. In other words, do what the principal wants done. Okay, but with a trust, you've left instructions. In other words, this is what I want done. This is how I want you to spend my money on me and my wife or my spouse. And then um, the general durable power of attorney is here. You have the authority to do anything you need to do with my money, but I'm not giving you any instructions. (laughs) So you choose which way is better to go. And so now, does the general durable power of attorney work? Yes. Is it an important document to have? Yes. It's important to have whether you have a trust or not. And I, I, the, here's, here's the thing that so many people, it's, it's not a secret, but so many people don't understand it. And that's this. With a power of attorney, your agent has the authority to deal with any property that you own that's not in your trust. If you have a trust, the only person who can deal with your trust property is a trustee or a co-trustee. So if, if you understand where I'm talking, uh, oftentimes people who are the agent under a power of attorney assume they can do anything, including deal with trust property. Not true. So you got to do both. So if you're going to have a trust, you need a power of attorney because you'd be surprised how much property people have that's not conveyed or transferred to the trustee under the trust document. So you got two things going. You have power of attorney, you have trustee. They're not the same hat. You, generally speaking, you need to be wearing both hats. 
You want to be aware of the unintended consequences of your planning and making sure that you've had your documents reviewed by an elder law attorney or have them created by an elder law attorney if you haven't had your documents drawn up. This is a wonderful opportunity for you to schedule some time with Bill. Make sure that all your plans are in order and they're going to work in the way that you are anticipating them to. Go to WGALaw.com if you want to schedule some time to speak with Bill. You can also find information about Bill's free webinars online at WGALaw.com. Call the office at 919-256-7000. And I just mentioned Bill's free webinars. If you want to learn more about long-term care assistance. This has to do with Medicaid, VA benefits, and financial assistance that may be available for those who are dealing with a long-term care crisis, as well as a webinar dedicated to asset protection and trust planning. A little bit of what we're talking about right now. Go to WGALaw.com and click on the seminars button if you want to register and attend Bill's free webinars. There's no cost to you. These are highly educational. You get to learn more from Bill. Go to WGALaw.com to learn more. We're taking a quick break, but we'll be back with more. This is Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander, and we'll be right back. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. You can go to WGALaw.com if you want to schedule some time to speak with Bill or if you want to learn more about Bill's free webinars. Bill's next set of webinars is happening on Wednesday, June 14th. Bill does these the second Wednesday of every month, and they cover the subjects of long-term care assistance, Medicaid, VA benefits, and also the subjects of asset protection and trust planning. There's no cost to attend, just a great opportunity for you to learn some more about some subjects where it's it's kind of hard to find accurate information about them. Go to WGALaw.com, click on the Seminars button at the top of the page to learn more. Jason Kong here with... Bill Alexander and Bill, we're having a discussion related to goals and planning and how do you accomplish those goals? And uh, I guess we should dive into some popular goals that you tend to see. Uh, well, you know, obviously taking care of ourselves uh, is pretty straightforward. I mean, uh, that that's um, a no-brainer. But it's also taking care of our spouse. In other words, we were committed to each other. We're going to take care of each other, and that um, should be uh, that we will take care of each other financially as well as emotionally and physically. And so uh, when we're talking about that, one of the things that I always want to see with a married couple is not only what their income is now and what their prospective income would be in retirement, but what will be the income of each spouse upon the death of the other spouse? And sometimes it surprises people because it's a very, very important consideration in the overall, how do I take care of myself and my spouse? Um, Now, so one of the biggies, and this is one reason why people should get uh, good uh, 
professional advice prior to retirement, particularly if they have a potential pension and how that works. Uh, now, pensions tend to be going away. We know that. Uh, but uh, there's still lots and lots of folks who have earned a pension over their lifetime of work. And this includes everyone from uh, uh, primarily government workers, you know, civil servants of the federal government, military personnel who retire from the military, um, you know, state employees uh, in North Carolina, uh, teachers uh, uh, in North Carolina, uh, county workers, city workers, uh, they, they're all have pensions, and then some of the uh, uh, large, uh, big employers, private employers, also have pension plans as well. But uh, So what am I getting at? Well, again, it depends on your personal circumstances, but uh, one of the big questions is, do you reduce your own pension so that your spouse will receive either all of it at your death or a large portion of it at your death, you know, 50%, 75%, 100%, whatever. Well, you'd be surprised that there are folks who choose to take more money now and nothing goes to the spouse if, if you die first. Now, obviously, one of the considerations is what's the probability of your dying first? Well, if you're male, it's a pretty darn good probability that you will die prior to your spouse, particularly if your spouse is younger than you are. Because quite frankly, statistically, if you're both in good health at age 65, which is not always the case, but uh, when you have two spouses of equal age, both in reasonably good health at age 65, the female is likely to outlive the male by eight years. So let's say that you're you're both in reasonably good health, but your um, but but your spout your wife is say five or ten years younger than you are. Well, guess what? Then the probability of her outliving you is pretty darn high. Uh, and again, uh, th this is also where family histories come into play and those kinds of things. Uh, but the fact is, is that if it's likely that your spouse is going to outlive you by 10 years or more, then electing for your spouse to have a pension, particularly, and it becomes even more important, if the spouse uh, has not worked for a number of years because of uh, rearing the children and things like that, uh, where uh, that income that, that she might receive otherwise is less. So, you know, it really becomes imperative that you have taken care of her the way she's taken care of you and the children. So, I mean, and that is, so that pension election is huge. Now, there is an option. I mean, and for some families, it's a good one. And that is, okay, the, the uh, let's say your, your wife is a little older than you are. 
uh, and uh, or it's likely that your life expectancy are are really in line with each other. In those cases, if you're in good health when you retire, or uh, and this is something you can also do before you retire if you know it's coming, it is uh, to, to purchase a fairly significant life insurance policy and use the extra money from your pension uh, to pay for that. And by extra, I mean the, the money that, that would not have been reduced if, if you had elected for your spouse to get the pension, if, you know, that sort of thing. So there, there would be some money in there, normally, you know, four or $500 a month or so. So what I'm getting at is if you have chosen to take your full pension and you're in good health, then it would be a matter of buying some life insurance to make up for that income that would not be received. But knowing what the surviving spouse would receive is really, really important. And then, then there's some other parts of that that I want to go into as well uh, as to uh, that all factors into this this type of an election to take care of yourself and your spouse. Well, this is a part of planning that seems like it's often overlooked, and that's why it's important to have a lot of guidance in this area, making sure that you know how you're going to accomplish your goals when it comes to planning. If you want to schedule some time to speak with Bill, you can go to WGALaw.com. You can also call the office, 919-256-7000, Don't forget you can also Sign up for Bill's free webinars by going to WGALaw.com and clicking on the Seminars button at the top of the page. Bill has two seminars that are happening on Wednesday, June 14th. They are actually in the form of webinars, so you can attend from the comfort of your own home. All you need is a device with an internet connection and an email address, and you're good to go. Go to WGALaw.com, click on the Seminars button to learn more if you want to learn more about long-term care assistance, Medicaid, VA benefits, as well as asset protection and trust planning. WGALaw.com. Just click on the seminars button at the top of the page. We're taking a quick break, but we'll be back with more. This is Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. Go to WGALaw.com to learn more about Bill. WGALaw.com is also where you can go to register for Bill's free webinars happening on Wednesday, June 14th, WGALaw.com. I'm Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander. And Bill, we're having a very interesting discussion related to goals and planning and how we accomplish them. And we were just having a discussion about uh, analyzing what income would be like if we lose a spouse. No question. And of course, uh, the next step in how do we take care of ourselves and our spouse, uh, some is no-brainer stuff like saving a lot of money, saving as much as we can, uh, particularly with retirement accounts. 
because obviously for most of us, our, we, we want to leave our retirement accounts to our surviving spouse both ways. Uh, so that's a, an important thing uh, in terms of making sure there's enough money uh, and that I, it, neither uh, I nor my spouse will run out of money during our lifetime. Well, another piece of that pie are your social security elections. Those are so important. And I hate to say it, but more people screw up their social security elections than anything else, you know, because people think, oh, it's simple. Uh, It's not so simple. And the biggest mistake people make, now for my seniors, they've already made this mistake, so, (laughs) so you can't take it back. Now, truthfully, you can take it back if you just made your election for the, the first several months. And But uh, if, you, if you know you've screwed up, you can actually change it. But for most of us, we've made our election a few years ago, and it's done. But the fact is that I, I refer more of my clients to Warren Coble in Asheboro, Warren Coble and Associates, because, and they're not lawyers, they are social security experts, to help us with making our Social Security elections. Yes, you can elect to say take your Social Security at 62, but for most people, I won't say everyone, but for most people that is the most absolute worst financial decision that you could make. It's like throwing away $100,000 or more. Now. So who are the folks who might want to make an election to take Social Security at 62? Those who are really sick. I mean, if, if you uh, have gotten the unlucky information that you've got some serious medical issues that will highly likely to shorten your life, then taking early uh, clearly uh, is the way to go. The other folks who need to take early would be those who are actually starving, those who have no money, and they have to have money to put food on the table and eat their home in winter. You know, those, but from a financial perspective, you're leaving a lot of money on the table that you're not going to receive because. If you take Social Security early, you are also taking a lifetime penalty. And if you're still working, then you get a double penalty because your Social Security gets uh, taxed as well uh, in a, um, with a penalized tax, if you will. So what I'm getting at is there's a double penalty. Now, if you're not working anymore, then you don't get the double penalty, but you still get the lifetime penalty. So for now, uh, uh, the full retirement age is 67. So f- uh, for most people, waiting until their full retirement age is a no-brainer. Uh, but for those who have other monies that they can rely on, and that can be from a retirement account or from other sources of money uh, that they would have, Uh, For folks who are in pretty good health, waiting until 70, particularly for the breadwinner in the family, is a good idea. And and because it can significantly increase how much money is available to not only you, 
but to your spouse. Why? Because number one, if the spouse has a a much smaller social security account than you do, once you start taking your social security, your spouse can elect when, when he or she elects to take social security, they can take half of your social security account during your lifetime rather than their account if it's smaller. And so, again, that's a no-brainer. Plus, more importantly, upon your death, your spouse will then receive your Social Security uh, monthly payment. Now, he or she would have to drop their own if it's a much smaller amount, but they get the larger amount between your Social Security account and their Social Security account. So... Obviously, it's a really, really important election for people to make uh, and do it right. And uh, and I I know a lot about Social Security, but for even me, I went to Warren just Warren Coble of Ashboro, Warren Coble and Associates, went to Warren to let him do it for me just to make sure I did not mess up. Uh, you know, Warren is uh, very reasonably priced. Uh, I mean, this sounds like a commercial for Warren Coble. But the fact is, uh, he only charges $75 an hour for his time, and most all of his work's done by telephone. You don't have to go down to Ashboro unless you want to go to the zoo. But uh, the fact is, is that getting that election right is one of the most important things uh, people can do. So anyway, now there are other uh, things in terms of how to take care of your spouse too. And a a big part of that is, okay, do you have uh, an Ozzie and Harriet type of family, you know, where you've been married for 50 years, you have two or three kids, everything's wonderful. Fact is, there are fewer and fewer families like that. It's always nice to have a family like that, but the fact is, is that that's often not the case. And you might have that family now, but then one spouse dies and the other spouse decides to remarry. Well, you no longer have the Ozzie and the Harry family at that point. So, you know, there. Then it sometimes is okay. How do we take care of our spouse? and protect our children from our previous marriage. Now we're getting into a more complicated situation because typically when we remarry, the, um, the, the new spouse may have children too. And then it's his, mine, and our, sometimes ours, less so. But it's, it's the kind of thing as to that's an important consideration. Well, in those types of situations, uh, several things are really, really important. One, probably the most important thing to have to stay in control, don't forget that mantra there, stay in control of yourself and your property, is to have a prenuptial agreement, a premarital agreement. And uh, th- that is so, because if you don't, you will absolutely lose control of a portion uh, of your estate and potentially all of your estate, depending on what you do in your planning, to your new spouse and disinheriting your children. Well, children don't like that. 
Uh, <laughs> and, um, you know, a prenuptial agreement goes a long way in terms of keeping the children happy with the new arrangement, if you will, um, because, quite frankly, if you don't have a prenup, then the new spouse is going to be perceived as a gold digger, uh, and the person responsible for disinheriting your children. Uh, so it, it can be a very, very important uh, document. So, And I'll, I know we have to take a break, but I want to come back on this because there's so many other things that are so important to folks. Situations can always vary in making sure that you know what your goals are and the different options that you have at your disposal in order to accomplish those is very important because as we have discussed, there's more than one way to achieve your goals. So finding the best situation for you is key and making sure that you've got someone who can help guide you down the right path is almost equally as important as knowing where you want to go. Go to WGALaw.com if you want to schedule some time to speak with Bill. Call the office as well, 919 919- Two five six seven thousand nine one nine two five six seven thousand, and don't forget at wgalaw.com you can click on the seminars button if you want to register for bill's free webinars happening on wednesday june 14th learn more about medicaid va benefits and all long-term care assistance that may be available to you and also learn about asset protection and trust planning wgalaw.com is where you want to go We're going to take a quick break, but we'll be back with more. This is Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander, and we'll be right back. listening to asset protection today with attorney bill alexander you can go to wgalaw.com if you want to learn more about bill schedule some time to speak with him or check out his free webinars happening on wednesday june 14th go to wgalaw.com or call the office 919-256-7000 i'm jason kong he's bill alexander and we're having a discussion related to goals and planning and how to accomplish them and Bill, we were kind of entering this world of family dynamics, and uh, when it comes to second marriages, the the uh, I, I don't know if it's uh, a little bit of a spicy subject of the prenup. Well, it's a, it's an important discussion. A premarital agreement uh, does not keep you from leaving everything to your spouse, but what it does is it leaves you in control of. What, if anything, you leave your spouse? Because if you have a prenuptial agreement and you have a children by previous marriage, um, you can, in fact, leave everything that you have to your children and nothing to your spouse. Now, your spouse is, is if you have a, a much bigger Social Security check, your spouse is still going to get that. If you've made other elections uh, for your spouse, like the pension election and things like that. Your spouse is still going to get that because your children couldn't get those anyway. But the fact is that um, it, but a prenuptial, if you have a wonderful marriage and you want to leave more to your spouse to make sure that he or she is, is doing well, 
there are there are ways to do that uh, without disinheriting your children, uh, and but you have to have a prenup, or your spouse will be entitled to receive a large portion of your estate. And that's a very important consideration uh, to have. Uh, But you have to do a prenuptial agreement long before you actually get married. And the best time to do it is actually before you've even set a wedding date. But, you know, obviously you want your your prenuptial agreement signed before you send the invitations out uh, for the wedding, for for sure. Um, All of that can be very important. Now, Actually, there are times when a prenuptial agreement is a very important document to keep you in control, and it's your first marriage. Uh, I, I had a family in my office just recently where the, the daughter, a young lady, uh, had established a wonderful business on her own, and she's unmarried. Uh, and her business has just taken off, and it's it's going to grow like a weed, and they're going to uh, and the like. Okay, so now you have a very successful business of a young lady, and think of it another way: you might uh, be a, a person who's never been married, and you're in later in life, you're in your forties, but you've you purchased a home, you, you have your home, and it's it's paid for or almost paid for and you have a nice business you know the same thing should a person like that even though you don't have children have a prenuptial agreement yes absolutely so this young lady is that i was talking about has a very successful business and in fact um uh it's likely that her spouse will work in the business okay but whose business is it it's hers who created it? She did. Did he have anything to do with it? Absolutely not. So, but it, it appears to be that it's going to be a cash cow for many, many years. Now, unfortunately, uh, we all know that the divorce rate is is much higher than anyone would like it to be, and and it's uh, entering into a marriage needs to be done with caution. I, I hate to say it that way, but it, it does. And the, so this young lady would be very wise because, quite frankly, it is likely that her business is going to grow like a weed after they get married. It's already grown, and it's, it's, it's already foreseeable what's going to happen with this business. Uh, but the fact is, without a prenup, then all of that growth in the business would be what? Marital property. So if, if, uh, if her husband decides to leave her in the future for whatever reason, you know, or she may want to get out of the marriage for whatever reason, then if without a prenup, all of that growth in the business is going to have to be divided with him. All of the retirement accounts that have been contributed would have to be divided. All of... What, what I'm getting at is she may not want to have to give up half of her business because the marriage breaks down, and it may not even be her fault that the marriage breaks down. Uh, and, and so how do you protect that? Well, nobody wants to lose their business because they might have to sell the business just to divide the property with their spouse who's walking away from the marriage. And so 
the, the whole point is, how do you stay in control? Well, this is no-brainer kind of stuff, but a prenuptial agreement. And see, prenups can also, uh, you can potentially avoid alimony issues, which can be huge. Because think about this. In this, this young lady's situation, she's been very fortunate. She's created a big uh, a company that's very successful. Well, guess who's going to be the supporting spouse in this marriage? She is. So what if he decides to leave? Well, the fact is, <coughs> excuse me, that she would be the one in this particular case who would be um, a potential for having to pay alimony to him. Uh, And so, again, a prenuptial agreement can avoid that. Now, people who've been through a bad divorce and then they decide to get married, they know these risks. So guess what? They always insist on a prenuptial agreement because they've seen the damage done uh, uh, with a divorce. And so uh, this is the kind of thing where good advice will help steer you away from those kinds of issues. Uh, now, for, um, for those who are in a solid marriage, traditional uh, Ozzie and Harriet kind of situation, um, there are lots of different ways of leaving your estate to your spouse. And in the simplest situations, uh, even right of survivorship works perfectly well. Do you have to have a trust? No, uh, not in the simplest of situations. But the more control you want, the more important it is to have underlying prenuptial agreements, uh, trust agreements, and, and the like. So there you go. When it comes to having that control, making sure that you've got your goals lined up and you have your planning there, making sure that you know how you're going to accomplish those goals, it's also very important to make sure that you can maintain that control. Schedule some time to speak with Bill if you would like to have your documents reviewed by an elder law attorney or maybe you want to have them drawn up. Go to WGALaw.com. You can schedule some time to speak with Bill. You can also call the office. The phone number is 919-256-7000. 919-256-7000. We're taking a quick break, but we'll be back. This is Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander, and we'll be right back. This is Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. Go to WGALaw.com. Don't forget, you can click on the Seminars button at the top of the page there to register for Bill's free webinars. The next set of webinars is happening on Wednesday, June 14th. If you know someone or maybe you are experiencing uh, a long-term care crisis, you need to attend Bill's free webinar dedicated to long-term care assistance. This deals with Medicaid and VA benefits and all sorts of assistance that may be available to you if you are dealing with a long-term care crisis. Go to WGALaw.com, click on the Seminars button. Bill also has a webinar dedicated to asset protection and trust planning. 
Learn more at WGALaw.com or call 919-256-7000. That will do it for us today. On behalf of Bill Alexander, I'm Jason Kong. Thank you so much for listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. Have a wonderful day.